Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hour number three, Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick and Ken here on the BeckQL Network with you. And uh, great to have everyone watching us right now on Stadium for the next 60 minutes here before we say au revoir to Stadium. And then we have the final hour, power hour of the show, which will feature all our bets for tonight, NBA and National Hockey League, and our side and total bets coming up for Week 10 in the National Football League. Our pal Brad Evans will join us in 20 minutes from our... Live on the line, our stadium teammate from the Live on the Line Sports Betting Television Show, giving us his favorite prop plays for week number 10 in the National Football League. I'm sure Brad will have some college basketball bets for us as well because of the hashtag sicko when it comes to college hoops, and we we absolutely love that. Our pal PJ Glasser coming up later this hour as well. But uh, in case people have missed it, and uh, hard to believe you're like a sports fan and like miss the story today because it's the biggest thing happening right now. Uh, the Big Ten suspending Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh for the remainder of the regular season. So as it stands right now with the information we have, and Michigan has landed at State College for tomorrow's game against Penn State, as it stands right now, Harbaugh is not going to coach the game tomorrow on the sideline. I think it was Colin Wilson, or maybe it was Sam that said this, one of our guests last hour, that like the hay's in the barn already. Like the game plan's in. Harbaugh's obviously going to have a way to communicate with 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 whatever the whatever the decisions have to be made during the game. Harbaugh will have a say in it, obviously. So as it stands now, Harbaugh's not going to coach in the game. But Michigan putting out a statement saying that they're basically going to try and fight this and get Harbaugh on the sideline. So still a developing story. We don't know if Harbaugh's going to coach yet. Ken will give you his full college football card coming up in moments. We'll ride the locomotive. It will feature a bet on Michigan and Penn State. But Ken, where do we stand right now with like the betting market here? Like, are we have we stabilized? Are we still moving with Michigan and Penn State tomorrow in Happy Valley? Yeah, really, just bouncing back and forth from Michigan four to four and a half. I know. Uh, I think at our at our show sponsor, BetMGM, and a number of sports books. I know like Michigan and the over are two really, really, really popular bets for this game. It's just, again, and, and you're going to see this like. 
anytime you see a road favorite of a small number and it's a good team because good teams on the road are going to be favored by less than they are at home that'll always be a really popular bet like not not nothing predictive there um just that like a lot of you know sort of like the casual betters really in on michigan curious if that like changes with you know if harbaugh's not coaching on the sideline if that dissuades everybody but the market for this game it's really just is it four or four and a half at your particular sports book the total it's is it 44 and a half or 45 that's been the same and then what you'll what'll happen is like there'll be we basically had two pieces of news right he's suspended and then like no maybe not and in one case it was like some of the the four and a halfs went down a little bit not all of them and then in the other case they went back up but not all of them so we're just kind of all over the place on four four and a half that's where we've been most of the week uh and the total i think sam came on and said he liked the over for this game that's uh been bet up just a little bit from the opener maybe about a half point i don't expect anything to change honestly like let's say I mean, I guess the craziest thing that could happen would be Michigan saying, like, we've got the TRO and he's coaching, like, until, like, we go to court on this, which I guess would be on Monday or something, whatever. Um, then, I, okay, like, what happens to the market? Kind of nothing. Maybe, like, some of the fours get bet, but, like, really? Like, that's kind of all we've seen so far. So I think this is the market we're going to deal with for the game. Now the question is, like, how do you interpret everything else that's going on and i'll just be honest like you know i can give you my opinion but we have like smarter college football people than me on the show and like we have colin on he tells you like like this isn't a thing like nothing burger is the term you threw at him and he ate it you know and he he basically said i agree with that and you know i think we called unbiased observer kanish be like does this matter for the game like he's gonna yell about michigan for a while but he'd probably admit to you like i don't think it affects the handicap of the game and i think a lot of people feel that way so super interesting story like can't wait to watch the game tomorrow and the pregame coverage and the postgame coverage and whatever happens leading up to it. Um, at the same time, like if you like something in the game, I don't think you're changing your mind based on anything that got reported. Just on the subject of nothing burger, what's the ideal like toppings for your hamburger in like 30 seconds? Oh, I was going to say like, do you like, like if, if a nothing burger is just like a hamburger, like do you like nothing nah. burgers? No, Not a big nothing burger. I, 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 I need like lettuce, tomato, onion. I like ketchup on my hamburger. I like hot sauce yeah, on my sure. hamburger, maybe some avocado also, and some cheese. Yeah. So an everything burger in that situation. Yes, yeah, but yeah, like, I'm not I, I'm not like a meat on meat guy. Like I don't want like like our brand manager, Andrew Williams, like when we went to that uh like that yeah. Mexican restaurant that we went to in, in Phoenix for the Super Bowl. What did he order? Uh, it was like, Dick's it was, like Hideaway? Meat, stuffed meat. Well, Dick's Hideaway was the name of the place, and that yes, that was seriously the name of the place. Delicious yeah. Mexican food, um, in like yeah. in like in outside of a lot uh, of meat on outside meat there. like Phoenix. Yeah. But he got like it was like sausage stuffed steak or something. It was like meat, yeah, he but did lots of meat, meat stuffed with other meat, right? Like a turducken, yeah. like the John, the late John Madden. See, like talk I, about all the time. That, like it makes. That just make, makes my stomach quick. I'm not a big sure. like, bacon on top of burnt. That's and look, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like it. There's a there's a couple places I've gone to in the Midwest that do burgers like stuffed with stuff. So everybody thinks like burger toppings bun, like that's the presentation of the sandwich, and like burger, and then it's got like cheese or like sun dried tomato or some other stuff like in the patty when it grills. It just becomes this like gooey mess, basically. Like that stuff's really good too. I'm with you on most of the toppings in general. Like I, I like avocado on my burger, like a sharp cheddar, like a cheese I can taste. Not just like, yeah. do you like a cheeseburger? Be like, well, if it's American cheese on it, then like, why are we even doing this? I can't taste it. So I like, got to put something on there you can actually taste. And then, yeah, I'm with you. Lettuce. 
I'm I'm good on lettuce in general. Like it's like 93% water. So like, I think we all know what we're getting there. Tomato, I totally agree with you. Like almost any sandwich, got to have tomato. Yeah, tomato's outstanding. I feel like that's when that's when you know someone has like made the leap from like baby like baby palate to like adult palate is when like I was a kid I didn't like tomatoes and one day I was just like what you know what I like on my burger strained peas right <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like chocolate like a melted Reese's peanut butter cups on my right. burger please a Snickers All right. Right. Um, and just like off what Ken said about the TRO the temporary restraining order um. The Athletic reporting this. This is Nicole Arbach and, and Austin Meek from uh, from The Athletic. And this is not like a surprise, but I think it is just worth saying that like Michigan has been like bracing for this possibly to come down and they are prepared for all outcomes, obviously, as the favor to win the national championship. Like they have everything like ready, prepared, like to get this TRO out there for Harbaugh to be coaching in games. Now, that doesn't mean he'll coach against Maryland. It doesn't mean he'll coach against Ohio State. I guess if I had to guess right now, I think he will be coaching tomorrow. But we're operating with incomplete information at the moment right now for Michigan and Penn State. All right, my friend, you ready to get to uh, the locomotive and give us bets for the weekend? Yeah, what a what a backdrop to to give out some bets for games. Pretty awesome thing. What a, and it, it's man, if you Michigan Penn State is going to be some kind of spectacle. And aside from that, it's like kind of a quiet week. And the funny thing is, whenever anybody says that. Anybody who watches college football is just like, oh, God, because you just know that means there's going to be like six upsets or something. Whenever it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot, that's usually when there's a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, excited to go over it. All right. So uh, I, I just I love when there's breaking news. I feel like we like we run yeah, great situations. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, well, it's fun. just really fun. Right. Yeah. And speaking of fun, college football All right. is <laughs> the just best it. time of the year. <laughs> the fight songs. <laughs> Announcers going crazy. He's still on his feet. Oh my goodness! It's gone! Unbelievable! The roar of the crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. Outstanding. All right. We boarded the locomotive. And it's almost time to get the Ken's entire college football card for the weekend. Of course, the card will feature a bet on Michigan and Penn State. But before we get to the bet, you know what we must do? We dance. Yeah. This is like right. it's welcome to our new our new our new movie, uh, White Men Can't Dance, featuring Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. Yeah. Uh Ken, what is the college football card for this weekend? And if you be so kind, I, you know what? Honestly, you could either start or close Dealer's Choice with Michigan and Penn State. It should either be the first game or the last game that we do. Sure. Uh, yeah. No one's ever confused me with someone who had rhythm. No one's ever done made that mistake before. Uh, totally agree with you there. Yeah. Like I, you know, they be like public sides or whatever. Like, I don't really care about that. Um, I, I care about the price in Michigan, Penn State. I, you know, I, oh, everyone's on Michigan. Well, I don't really care about that. I care what the number is. All right, like, tell me what it is. Well, it was five, and it's got bent down, and now there are fours at half the sports books. 
like, sorry. I, yeah. Okay, great. Now I'm with everybody. Now I like Michigan. Um, we do this really funny thing. This doesn't mean I have to be right, by the way. I like Michigan last week. Purdue with like a Hail Mary fourth down over the shoulder. Like, great. Like, that's going to happen sometimes. Cool, whatever. Like, you're on to the next one. And doesn't mean I have to be right. Just, all right. Uh, I do. I, maybe I don't know whether Jim Harbaugh is going to be on the sidelines. I do know a couple things. Uh, I know James Franklin's the worst big game coach in the history of college football. I do know that. And he used to be Harbaugh, actually, for a while. Now it's definitely James Franklin. Uh, I know that Penn State played Ohio State, a team with, like, a really good defense. And Ohio State's offense is brutal. Like, they can't move the ball. But I know Penn State played them, and they couldn't move the ball whatsoever. They were like, 0 for 19 on third down, couldn't score. Great. Here comes Michigan. They're better. Maybe they're the same defensively as Ohio State because Ohio State has like nine pros. But like you get the idea. Like this is going to be really tough. And we do this thing with really good teams. And I'm guilty of it sometimes too. I guess not this year because Michigan's the team. But I remember like Joe Burrow LSU or like some of these other teams that like really catch fire in the middle of the year. Every week we like come up with a reason to be like, well, but like they haven't played that kind of team yet. Or like they haven't done that. And then they just nuke everybody. He was like, hey, you know what would be cool? Betting on them, like, all the time. <laughs> like, that'd be really neat. And Michigan hasn't been in test games where we'd have those conversations yet. Like, they played a different kind of market, a different kind of game. But just, like, we do this thing where, well, if you haven't played anybody, then it must be that you're bad. It can't be that you haven't played anybody and you might actually be really good. Has to be that you're bad. Won't accept any other explanation. Haven't played anybody? Well, I don't know. Well, who's the toughest team they played? I don't know. One of the teams they beat 90 to nothing. One of the 20 of them. Like, I could could be really good. I don't know. I saw Penn State play Ohio State. Can they score in this game? Really? I just, I, I'm skeptical. It's okay. It's okay, to, it's okay to see a team that hasn't played a lot, but been really good and be like, they might just be really good. They might just be awesome. Um, and they don't have to be. Michigan could lose this game. This isn't like some locked in number or something where it's like, well, I, I know what's going to happen. I just know that we're getting really close to pick the winner of the game in a game with like, I think the best team in the country by far against a team that's good, but has a lot of flaws. So I'm going to take the team that I think is the best team by far. I think they are. And this is going to be a big game toward figuring that out. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, could be. I really like Michigan. I mean, seek out a four. It's easy. There are 19 of them on the board right now. And it could be a low scoring game, in which case, wouldn't you rather have four than four and a half? Can't land four sometimes? Sure. Could land three sometimes too. Great. If that happens, so be it. Um, I really like Michigan. It's their first test game. Yes. Also, just because it's the first one doesn't mean they have to fail it. They could also just be really good. Just my opinion on the game. I can be wrong. Purdue backdoored last week. Whatever. Uh, I like Michigan a lot in the game, and I'm probably going to like them against Ohio State. And I'm probably well. I don't, the number against whoever they play in the Big Ten title game would be 900. So maybe I don't like them in that game. But you get the idea. Uh, other bets for this weekend. Uh, interesting piece of news that came down. To the, a lot of Big 12 bets. Uh, interesting piece of news that came down uh, a couple days ago. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian announced that Quinn Ewers would come back and start this game against TCU coming up this weekend. One thing I like doing is first game back for injured players, as long as you're getting a big break on the price as a result of the return. Like, big guy comes back, market doesn't move. Well, that's not great. I don't like to pay that price. Do I like to play a big number when Quinn Ewers is coming back and the market's going crazy on Texas's rating? Yes. Uh, my advice is wait as long as possible. We're actually really close to 13 now on this game. We were 10, 10 and a half before Ewers was announced as the starter. Uh, I like TCU, but I'm going to wait. God, I would love two touchdowns. But yeah, let's like see. Let's let this news really, really get into the market and get in and get in. And everybody bets it. And then I like TCU at a big, big number in Ewers' first game back. Uh, that's a bet. Two other Big 12 games. 
I'm with Sam. I like UCF. I feel like everybody that I've talked to that likes college football likes UCF this week. It's just like a really easy to understand situation. It's a really easy to understand like market, how you could be getting a break on the price because Oak State's looked really good and just played their like kind of crescendo all in game of the season. And in college football, that is a real thing. There aren't many of those, but that is one of them. Um, so I do like UCF and I like the number, like as in they're a dog in the game. And I like Oklahoma a lot. And I don't think a lot of people do. I think West Virginia is miserable. Now, maybe Oklahoma shell shocked and like this is going to start going down in flames this season. Couple where like Kansas loss, Oak State loss, like this is pretty tough and they're they're definitely more than 12 and a half better than west virginia at home like they're just maybe they don't show it but i, I really like them at that number in the game three more uh i'm gonna play nebraska again maybe that's my fault they're a two-point dog at home i maryland's kind of falling apart they've lost like five games in a row i think nebraska is going to close the season well still didn't go well against michigan state whatever uh i like the over again in usc that went great last week 76 against oregon Oregon could probably score that many on their own. Uh, and then I like Miami. Uh, I haven't been against Florida State in about seven weeks. I haven't learned my lesson whatsoever. Um, 14, 14 and a half in a rivalry game against Florida State. I don't think anybody wants Miami in the game. It's a big number. These games have typically been closer than the market expects. Uh, so I like Miami as well. And that was the locomotive ride as we enter week 11 of the great sport of college football. All right, on the other side, we, we will continue to bring you any other breaking news we get in the Michigan situation with Jim Harbaugh. But uh, coming up next, we turn our attention to the professionals, and we will get prop bets for Week 10 in the NFL with our stadium teammate, our good friend Brad Evans, joins Nick and Ken on the other side. Phenomenal Football Friday. You better, you bet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, just to follow the Michigan Jim Harbaugh situation, what's happening right now. As it stands right now, Jim Harbaugh not going to coach tomorrow for Michigan on the road at Penn State, but Michigan preparing a temporary restraining order, so we may see Harbaugh on the sideline tomorrow in Happy Valley. We'll obviously keep you updated as the show moves along. If anything changes, market remaining stable. Michigan still about a four-and-a-half-point road favorite at Penn State tomorrow. Total is 45. Again, if anything changes while we're on the air in between now and 7 o'clock Eastern, we will bring it to you here on You Better, You Bet. In the Power Hour final hour of the show, we'll bring you all our bets for tonight nba national hockey league college hoops and we'll also bring you our bet side in total uh week 10 nfl sunday along with all the latest injury information in the national football league as it comes through but joining us right now we'll talk a little college hoops at the end of it at the interview because like all the people we have on the show like i think like this guest loves college hoops the most and like that's that's really great at this time of year. We love that. Um, also, to give us prop bets on week number 10 in the National Football League is our stadium teammate. And for people watching us on stadium right now, hello. We're on for the next 40 minutes on stadium today. You watch Brad weekdays. Brad Evans is our guest. Uh, noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, live on the line, sports betting television show on stadium. I actually caught it recently on the Yes Network here locally where I live in New York City, so I absolutely love to see it. So check out uh, live on the line here on stadium, noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time on weekdays. You can check Brad out his podcast is The Fade Five, and he is on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. He's been coming on with us for years and supports us. Support Brad by checking out all of his endeavors. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Hola, amigo. Hola, amigos. Oh, my goodness. What a confluence of uh, smorgasbord of sports that we got going on. Uh, the college basketball slate is absolutely insane for a Friday. We got college football tomorrow. Yeah, and I got some action sprinkled in uh, UNLV in Wyoming. We got the NFL week numero DAs. Uh, it is the best sports betting time of the year outside of the NCAA tournament, of course, gentlemen. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get some college basketball. It's, I looked at the board maybe before we came on the air, and I I haven't been paying attention to the sport very much. I just go like, Jesus, there's like a ton of games on like a you know a Friday yeah. night, really in the in the middle of November. I got like a 50 big time matchups yeah. in college basketball. Looking forward to getting some of those bets. We spent a ton of time on the show, Brad, talking about Jim Harbaugh. Maybe he's going to coach. Maybe he's going to not. Let's talk, talk about John Harbaugh's team for a little bit because we you like to give out some NFL props yeah. on the show. Ravens Browns, a game we've spent a ton of time on this week. Kind of presumptive MVP favorite right now, Lamar Jackson, based on all the articles that have been written big time presumptive defensive player of the year favorite miles garrett based on all the content that came out this week seems like he's way ahead they face each other ravens six and a half side total or props what do you like here yeah honestly uh my favorite play in this game i only got one it's the utter lamar jackson pass yards i grabbed that number when open at bet mgm at 212 and a half uh earlier today it was down at 210 and a half i would play this sucker maybe all the way down to like 200.5 pass yards for action not a whole lot of arm action i believe in this game i uh, look at lamar he's been under the 210.5 pass yards prop a number of times this season five in fact uh, he's only number 19 in total air yards he's only averaging 28.1 pass attempts for game and you're getting the worst paper matchup possible as Cleveland is number one at EPA passing in the NFL. They're giving up just 6.27 pass yards per attempt and 167 pass yards per game. And remember, Lamar, the first matchup between these two squads back in week four, only finished with a buck 86 through the air. So it could be a very similar output in the end for Mr. Jackson. So, yeah, give me the under 212.5 pass yards against the Cleveland Browns in the rematch. All right, there's a Brad's bet on the Ravens-Browns uh, game from a proper perspective. Lamar Jackson passing yards under. Brad, let's go to the Saints-Vikings game in Minnesota yep. where, like, that captain check down throwing him the ball. Alvin Kamara gets targeted a ton every week. How do you think this is going to go for Mr. Kamara here against, like, a surprisingly plucky Minnesota Vikings defense? Yeah, look, I think uh, I'm going to take the under on rushing and receiving yards to Kamara. He could do a lot of damage uh, through the air because you got check down Charlie extraordinaire there, Derek Carr, who is like top three in check down rate uh, in the National Football League. So now, I wouldn't fade him necessarily in the receiving yards. I wouldn't necessarily uh, fade him in receptions, but the combined rushing and receiving, I will fade him at. I grabbed the number when it opened a bit MGM at 97.5 on that under. I think it's down to like 95.5. I played the sucker down to like 90.5. Uh, Minnesota's been a surprisingly outstanding defensively. Uh, they are number 11 in total EPA per play pass and uh, rush defense are right there in both those categories. Uh, they got the home crowd and full throat backing them in this game. Uh, and yeah, too, that, you know, Kamara's had his struggles occasionally on the ground. Um, and I know he's seeing a massive opportunity share of 77.4%. Uh, he's been over this prop in three games, but under the prop in the three other contests. But still, it's just uh, uh, going against the matchup more than anything else. Only DeAndre Swift has gone over the 97.5 combined yards against the Vikes uh, this season. So, skull, 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 baby. Uh, they're going to pack a battle axe in this one. I think Alvin Kamara on combined rushing and receiving yards. Yeah, give me that under. And again, I grab number 97.5. Right, let's talk about rookie quarterbacks for a second. Obviously, like Bryce Young didn't didn't play particularly well y yesterday, this season, this month, whatever. Uh, Stroud's <laughs> right. coming off like the the best 
quarterback performance basically any rookie has ever had. So you got kind of like the two extremes, both ends of the spectrum there. And then we have Will Levis making his third start, kind of like somewhere in the middle. I think, you know, Nick and I watched that Thursday night game against the Steelers, kind of like some of the flashes that he showed, but he was in a bad situation. It's a short week on the road, Steelers defense, like maybe he's not going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Curious kind of what he's going to do here against the same defense that just allowed Stroud to throw for about 9 billion yards, kind of like an interesting point spread and, and total to uh, Tampa, a one point favorite at home against Tennessee. What about Levis and the Titans this week? Yeah, look, there's going to be maybe a recalibration of sorts for Tampa Bay uh, coming off that embarrassing uh, effort defensively last week. But Will Levis, guys, uh, you know, he's a, a large, strapping individual. And uh, I don't know if you look at his arm definition. I was quite impressed. Uh, the guy doesn't skip bicep day at the gym, but he's stretching the imagination. And as a result, when you were tall, when you were strong, uh, you are definitely down to get the friction on and uh, chuck uh, the rock down the field, and that's certainly the case. I mean, he's spinning some beautiful passes and dropping in the bucket to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Westbrook Akine on occasion. Uh, they got Chigakakwo, uh, got him involved late in the game and gets the Steelers last week. I, I love Levis on the over. I immediately grabbed it on the pass yards prop at 217.5 Tampa. I believe is number 25 on the nose in EPA pass defense this season. Uh, Jamel Dean uh, is a passenger on the struggle bus, a guy that's given up nearly 120 passer into his assignments. Uh, so in that secondary, they got all kinds of issues. I think the DeAndre Hopkins, Will Levis combination is going to be virtually unstoppable. It's another hat trick of touchdowns like we saw a couple of weeks ago. I wouldn't say that's completely off the table. I think Will is going to levitate in the box score. So, yeah, taking that over on uh, the past yards prop. And, again, I grabbed it, 217-and-a-half at BetMGM. I think you got to do, like, a little, like, Dua Lipa there if you're going to do, like, the levitate for Will, which I like. I feel like you need, like, a little, like, Dua Lipa, like, levitate there. I feel like, I feel like it's pretty good. You better, you better hear what Nick yeah, again yeah, yeah, on a yeah, phenomenal yeah. football Friday. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, how got does this you. song go? Touchdowns. Long throws. Oh, yes. <laughs> Attempts. Throw the ball down the field to Hopkins. Touchdown. Kick the extra point. We'll levitate. Yeah. Uh, Brad Evans he's, is our guest here. From, uh, There's no debating on it. I could do the, I could do the well, rappers, too. If we, like, we won't do but it. That was, uh, but he got canceled, right? The baby? Like which he's, he's which done. baby got anyway. canceled? I don't, oh, I don't know if it was little baby or just baby right. or the baby. I'm not sure. A lot of babies. Uh, yep. Brad Evans, our, our guest right now, on Twitter at Noisy Huevos, live on the line sports betting television show, which you can watch on Stadium, uh, noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, the Fade 5 podcast as well. Brad, uh, what can, what are we expecting on Sunday from It's a Tommy DeVito, baby, for my New York football <laughs> giants against the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, hey, it's me. It's Tommy DeVito. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm going to be working my legs a whole lot in this one. Look, pride of Jersey. Don't uh, do that, Brad, prop. where I'm from, man. Those are fighting words. You say that in my yeah. neck of the woods here in Staten Island. You can get hey, away with that in Chicago, hey, not here in New York. You're going to be lev hey, levitating into a trash hey, can. Right? <laughs> this, uh, this very tiny bicep would uh, retaliate if necessary there in the greater Jersey area. I will say this about Tommy DeVito. Uh, I watched him play the University of Illinois, uh, and a guy who's really a definition of an opportunistic runner, and we've seen that in a couple of light loads uh, that he has been forced into action in the last couple of weeks. He went for 12 yards and 17 yards in back-to-back -back games. Now he gets the full complement of snaps. He gets a fairly aggressive Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, yeah, they're middle of the pack in pressure percentage at 19%. 
on the dot there. But look at the Cowboys. Uh, they've given up ample yards on the ground of opposing signal callers. 29.3 rush yards per game, to be exact. So, you know, that blitz is going to be frequent. Uh, it's going to be oncoming. And as a result, uh, you know, we're operating behind a leaky offensive line. He's going to be under intense duress in this game. So I think Tommy DeVito uh, reading and recognizing uh, those blitz packages that are coming in his general direction will tuck tail and run at least a couple of times in this game. I think he's got to have at least five rush attempts. And as a result, I'm slamming the over. Yeah, baby, on 11 and a half rush yards for Tommy DeVito. Come at me, Jersey Shore, and bring the noise. He doesn't, I, I he don't doesn't think you want that, that noise. Anybody <laughs> listening, he doesn't need that. that. <laughs> 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 you got the rest of this interview to walk that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got five more minutes. Five more minutes. Falls hey, I'm everybody. doing it for Tommy DeVito. Yeah. He's one of your own, man. I'm supporting yeah, him. All right. Yeah, gotta get an uppercut. So anyway, uh, let's. Yeah. Brad, let's make sure we uh we, we make time for one of the bigger games. Niners Jags. Really curious to get your thoughts on this one. And Nick and I have talked about this game a lot this week. Niner. Both teams off there by. Uh, Niners favored by three on the road. I think we're all kind of curious to see if the Niners can look how they looked the first part of the season when everybody said this was the best team in the league. Like this is a team that can go on and win the Super Bowl. What do you think here? Side total props. Niners by three on the road against Jacksonville. You know, the guy that really I think is going to make the most noise in this game is Travis Etienne. And, you know, a lot of people will look at the surface data with the San Francisco 49ers and say automatic fade, right? They're only giving up uh, just over 60 rush yards per game, uh, just barely were four yards for carry the running back position. But the EPA data tells an entirely different story as San Francisco was number 26 in the NFL in EPA rush defense. So, uh, I think Lady Luck, they have betted a few times, uh, benefited from that. And I think Travis Etienne is going to go out there and inflict some serious damage in this game. A guy that's got shimmy, he's got a whole lot of shake, evidenced by his 21.9% missed tackle rate. Uh, respectable RB31 standing in yards after contact per attempt. And he has sailed past his prop a handful of times this year. He is going to be a volume king in this game. I would not be remotely shocked, even coming off the bye week, that Jacksonville goes out and wins this game against San Francisco, given all the troubles that uh, I don't think are going to be fixed or resurrected uh, in short order. So Travis Etienne, for me, on the over rush yards, I got it when it opened at 62.5. Last I saw, BetMGM at 65.5. I played up to 69.5. I think he's going to finish somewhere in the 70s on the ground in this game. All right, Brad, we have like a... We have a good amount of time left here, and we got a lot of great college basketball for tonight. So yeah. I want to give you the floor here. You got a couple minutes here uh, for our listeners and viewers. Anything that you like for tonight? I know we have a couple marquee matchups. We have time like left over. Maybe we get you with one more NFL prop. But I know like you're chomping at the bit to do college basketball. You are in the weeds. Hashtag in the weeds in the best possible way on the sport right now. What are some of your favorite bets in college basketball on Friday night for our listeners and viewers? Uh, let's raise some uncaffeinated beverages in Provo, Utah, uh, because I believe the over is going to hit uh, 145 between BYU. It took you a minute to recognize that. Uh, well done, okay. It did. Uh, welcome. It did take uh, me a minute. I'll be honest. <laughs> Harbaugh got suspended. Like, I got I, my brain is fried. It did take me a minute. I'm going to be honest. We, we, we need some caffeine, apparently, yes. on the show. Right. Don't go to Utah. Uh, apparently, he's just kicking it Provo. Uh, San Diego State, BYU, points shall be plentiful, unlike Diet Cokes, uh, the full throttle version, uh, because I, I think both these teams are going to race up and down the floor. BYU, one of the fastest teams in the country last year. Uh, they were number 65 in adjusted tempo, already stormed out of the gates with a top 50 tempo in their first matchup. 
uh, across all of college basketball. Yeah, San Diego State, a much slower team, defensive-minded. Uh, they got a lot of uh, holdovers from last year's a deep-running NCAA tournament team. Uh, they were just number 262 in adjusted tempo last season. But these two teams played in SoCal last season. It was 82-75. to 75. That's 157. All I need is a buck 46, and we cash a winner. And I think that is going to happen in a game with a very fast pace. The other matchup I like, uh, let's talk about the marquee game of the evening, Arizona Duke uh, in Cameron Indoor Stadium. I am fading the Dukies, baby. I, I like Arizona plus a five and a half. That's what I grabbed it at. Uh, this Arizona team can absolutely fill up the cup. Uh, they had 122 points in their inaugural match of the season against Morgan State. And obviously, uh, Duke is far better than Morgan State. But eight guys scored in double figures in that game. Uh, they netted 1.56 points per possession. Another team that is uh, very good defensively. I think they're going to be a top five offense the entire year. Uh, Duke, uh, you may take a minute or two for this team to really galvanize. Very talented in their opener against Dartmouth. They won 92 to 54, but they were extremely slow in that game. Number 305 at adjusted tempo. I think Arizona, they may not win this game, but they will keep it nice and snug. I like them plus a five and a half. Uh, and then finally, give me Texas A&M on the road in Columbus against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, I think they're going to crack uh, Brutus Buckeye in this game because that backcourt is dynamite. Wade Taylor could be the SEC player of the year. I think this team's going to be top 25 in offensive and defensive efficiency. And you look at Ohio State against Oakland. They barely seconds. got past the Golden Grizz. And they gave up 40% from distance. Tamu lights them up from outside. You got to check wow. out Brad. You like that? Of course you do. You got to check out Brad yeah. on Live on the Line, our stadium teammate, noon Eastern weekdays. Great sports betting television show. His podcast is The Fade Five. He's on Twitter at Noisy Huevos, my friend. Good luck with the myriad wagers. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, it's me. It's Tommy DeVito. Runs, run, run. I got to tell you, my father in law, my father in law, my kill Brad. More college football <laughs> coming up next year with Nick and Ken. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, if you're watching us on Stadium right now, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. And then the final hour, power hour of the show, will feature all our bets for tonight, NBA, National Hockey League, and our side and total bets for Week 10 NFL Sunday coming up 20 minutes from now. And if you want to watch that and check it out, I would recommend so. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL at the conclusion of this segment. And in this segment, man, what an honor and a pleasure it is to be joined by our guest. And you know what happens when this guest joins the, the show? When you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> glass man three. I just bankrupted your bookie. We're now joined by the great PJ Glasser, our teammate here on the BetQL Network, uh, host of Send It In, weekdays 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time here across all BetQL social platforms. You got to check it out. Great basic PJ off the cuff for 30 minutes. It's awesome. You can also check out PJ Sundays with Inside the Betting Lines, live from National Harbor in Washington, D.C., alongside J.P. Flame. PJ and J.P. ITBL Sundays, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern time, and on Twitter at PJ Glasser 9 Glassman, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how's it going?
PJ, I, I know I told you this off air, and I'm sure you've been paying attention too because you're you're a sports fan, you're a college football fan, and you know you, you, we don't. I was going to say, so you know that Jim Harbaugh be like, well, what do we know? We know that he's probably not coaching tomorrow, but Michigan's trying to get this temporary restraining order. So as we kind of you know do this interview live, we don't have a resolution to whether he's going to be on the sideline or not tomorrow at noon Eastern when they you know they're already there when they play Penn State. We know the betting market for this game, and we we know it's probably not going to change whether he coaches or not. We've already seen it just it basically just bounce back and forth. Michigan's you know favored by four in some places. They're favored by four and a half in some other places. The total's about forty five. Uh, do you have a strong opinion on this game, whether Harbaugh coaches or not? I do. I like Penn State in the first half, Ken, at plus three. I like that we're getting the key number. All week, that was always going to be my play. And now with the Harbaugh news, I kind of like it even more. You look at the first three games this season for Michigan when he wasn't on the sideline. They struggled in the first half to kind of get things going in their non-conference schedule. And I just like the spot for Penn State. Obviously, Happy Valley is one of the toughest places to play in the country. I think that team's going to feed off of the crowd noise. I think this is this game is going to be similar to when Penn State played Ohio State at home last year, where Penn State was competitive for three quarters. They were dominating the game, and then you look up and Ohio State wins by double digits. I think that could be similar. So I like Penn State to start this game. I think not having Harbaugh there could affect them early. I just think Michigan has too much talent, and, and they're too deep, and they're the better team. And through four quarters, they'll kind of wear Penn State down. But getting Penn State at that plus three in the first half is my favorite bet in the game. PJ, I know you have a lot of other bets, but I've been asking all our guests talking college football on the show this question. If we try to like cover the story, like in case of like all outcomes, right? So let's assume, you know, for Michigan and Ohio State, Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline for that game. And I think all of this obviously is very much up in the air. But let's assume that that's not going to be the case. Harbaugh won't be on the sideline for Michigan, Ohio State. The look ahead line is like Michigan six. Like, does mm-hmm. it change the way you would like handicap the game, conceptualize it in your head, if Harbaugh won't be on the sideline when Michigan takes on Ohio State? It, it could. I wouldn't say so. I would still like Michigan to win the game. I don't know about cover. I think certainly getting the experience this week without him is going to help, and then next week also. Obviously, in a game like that where it could come down to the wire, and you know Harbaugh could be forced with some big decisions if he was on the sideline, whether to go for it, whether to kick, and now – Whichever coach has to step in has to make those decisions. But I don't really think it's it's too big of a factor. Again, Michigan played the first three games of the year without him on the sideline. They'll get more experience leading up to that Ohio State game. So depending on how they look tomorrow, and then obviously leading into the Ohio State game, I, I would say that number's probably going to stay around six, five and a half. And I would, I would still probably like Michigan to win the game and to cover as well. PJ, I want to ask you about Michigan and the title for a second, but Brett McMurphy, who we have on the show all the time, who, who uh, writes about college football, works for the Action Network, just tweeted a, a statement from Bill Hancock, who's the head of the college football playoff committee. Well, obviously, this is part of the the conversation, right? Like, you know, okay, if he's suspended and they lose, how is that interpreted? I think the original thought was like, if they get if they can't play a game or something, if they can't play the Big Ten title game, what happens? Just want to read his statement because it's it's like classic playoff committee, which is just we're going to like make our own rules and we're not going to tell you what they are. Uh, quote: I want to emphasize. The committee does not project what might happen in a future game. It will take into consideration what happens, including absence of players or coaches. The committee looks backward, not forward. This is like straight out of a Simpsons episode. The committee looks at everything that's affected going going into a game. So basically, he's like, "Yeah, we're just we're not going to tell you what we're going to do, but like we're just going to do whatever we want, and we have justification to do that." Um, Michigan, I think, is the best team in the country, but part of why I think that might be that they were cheating. 
And I don't know if the new Michigan, the one that's not cheating, is actually the best team in the country. Have you thought any more about, like, do you want to bet other teams to win the title? I still like Michigan, but I could be way wrong here. What about, like, updated thoughts on the title, and then we'll do some other games? No, I still like Michigan, too. I think they're the best team. I certainly think Michigan, Oregon, they're kind of in a class of their own. Georgia as well. I would say those three teams have kind of separated themselves in my eyes. You know, again, I think a lot of people are making a lot out of the fact Michigan really hasn't played anybody this year, but you look at how dominant they have been in those games. I think to me that's kind of more telling. They've looked like the team kind of we thought they would be. Their defense has given up five points a game this season against lesser competition. So I still think they're the team to beat. Um, I, I think there are plenty of other teams that could give them a good game, but even with the suspension and if there's more moving forward in the playoff, if they make the playoff, to me, Michigan should still be the favorite, and I think they're the best team. You better, you better. Here with Nick and Ken, Phenomenal Football Friday. Talking college football, we'll get to the National Football League as well with our BetQL Network teammate, PJ Glasser. Send it in weekdays 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern time across all our social platforms. Inside the betting line, Sundays 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern with our pal, JP Flame. He is on Twitter at PJGlasser9. And, of course, when you hear the glass, it's, it, it's your bookie's ass. PJ, we'll do the NFL in a second here, but we got two SEC games to hit with featuring 10.5-point favorites. Bama laying it against Kentucky. Georgia laying it against all miss bets for these two sec games and then we'll go to the nfl yeah nick for the bama kentucky game i'm going to the total i like the under 47 in this game for for years like the game after lsu for bama always used to be mississippi state and there was like a four or five year run where bama didn't score a point in the first quarter against mississippi state it's your classic like letdown game right big emotional win you look forward to that lsu game all year two weeks of prep with your bye week and then you just have a natural letdown with this kick being 11 a.m local in lexington i think bama could get off to a slow start and then their defense in the second half of games this season has been terrific they gave up seven points in the second half to lsu zero to tennessee three to Ole Miss, and six to Texas A&M. Giving up two touchdowns in the second half to those teams. So I think the combination of Bama's offense starting slow and then their defense dominating again in the second half, really like under 47 in Bama, Kentucky. And then Georgia, Ole Miss, I like Georgia. I like Georgia minus 10 and a half. I think the way we have to bet Georgia moving forward is when we think Georgia's going to roll a team, when we think they're going to blow them out, like we thought against Auburn, like we thought against South Carolina, Missouri last week, that's when they tend to struggle. The games where people think maybe they're on upset alert, like Kentucky, like Florida, like this week against Ole Miss, that's when Georgia tends to roll. So a lot of people like Ole Miss. Ole Miss Moneyline is one of the most bet underdogs at BetMGM right now. People like the dog. I think Ole Miss is a little overrated, and I think this is a nice spot for Georgia. I think it's a bad matchup for the Rebels. So I like the under in Bama, Kentucky, and I like Georgia minus 10 and a half. Now some good stuff there on the on the SEC games. I, I had forgotten about like the game after Alabama LSU for both teams. It's been like a real thing for a really long time. Like I, I used to always mm-hmm. hear about that for years, and that almost makes me want to bet Kentucky like in the first quarter or the first half or something in that game. Uh, let's do the NFL for a little bit, PJ. I think you have three games you want to go over. We have about three or four minutes left, so maybe like 45 seconds on each one, just because I, I think I would want to hear all these bets, obviously. Niners, Jags, I feel like I've asked every guest exactly about this game because they've had a bet in it. Uh, Niners laying three. Uh, what do we like here, both teams? off their bye. I like San Francisco, guys. I know Trent Williams not isn't going to be there, which is big, but having Debo Samuel back, I, I think is huge for them. Bye week came at the perfect time. 
for San Francisco, obviously, with that three-game losing streak. And I just I think they're going to roll in this game. I think Purdy's going to play better having Debo back out there. I think McCaffrey's going to have a good game. And I'm really not sold on Jacksonville quite yet. I know they're 6-2. and two. I know they won four in a row. They've beaten Atlanta. They've beaten the Colts. They've beaten the Steelers. You know, they really haven't beaten some of the top-tier teams. We've seen them play one really good team this season. That was the Chiefs. They struggled to score in that game. They lost by eight. I think they could struggle in this game as well. I like the Niners minus three. Lightning round here, PJ, for the final two bets. Let's do the Bengals and the Texans in Cincinnati. No T. Higgins. Jamar Chase questionable for Joe Burrow in that Bengals passing game on Sunday. Like the Texans, guys, plus the six and a half. I think there's a chance they win this game outright. It's all about the spot and fading Cincinnati because they're coming off two big games against the Niners and the Bills, and then they got the Ravens upcoming on Thursday. So I think it's a great spot to fade Cincinnati. Houston with the way Stroud played last week. Uh, I think they can keep it close, maybe even win the game. PJ, about a minute left for uh, for Sunday night football. I was t- just typing in our chat. I like kind of started the week and I was like, uh, like okay, whatever. I kind of can't wait for Raiders Jets now. It's like n- the two teams are not good, but like the narratives involved are so compelling that I actually I can't wait to watch the game. The point spread's very small. Basically, each team favored by one, depending on where you go. Total in the mid thirties. About forty five seconds here, Jets and Raiders. Guys, this is my favorite bet of the week. It's a gross game, but I love the Jets. I think there's just, we're getting good value on them. I think this line movement is too much. The best unit on the field in this game by far is the Jets' defense. And I know everybody's looking forward to fading Zach Wilson, and they're excited with Antonio Pierce now coaching the Raiders. But I think they're going to make life miserable for Aiden O'Connell. I like the Jets here in a pick em, best bet of the week in the NFL. You just got a ton of bets from P.J. Glasser. And Jake, you know what that means. Bookies everywhere. Watching that ass. Shuddering. Uh, P.J., we, PJ, we appreciate it, brother. Uh, P.J., the next time you get a chance to see him on the BetQL Network, Sunday, 1 to 5 p.m. Eastern, Inside the Betting Lines, live from National Harbor in D.C. with our pal J.P. Flame on Twitter at P.J. Glasser 9. Send it in weekdays, 1 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern on BetQL Network. Social platforms, my friend. Good luck with all the bets this weekend, and we will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Jake, can you, can you, can you play it again or, or no? You can. It's okay. Well, it's maybe like drop really the like puck, it. maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't have to do it. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. It's like the great the computer's PJ like, Glasser this is what I'll give you. On. I'll give you like a couple all seconds right. of the music. That's all. The, that's all you get. If you're you're watching us on Stadium, I would encourage flip on over twitch.tv backslash betql for all our bets for tonight in the NBA, National Hockey League, and college hoops, and all our plays. Week ten, NFL Sunday Power Hour coming up next. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.